So snow, I woke up to snow this morning here too. It is very uncool. Uh, (laughs) This winter, I mean, it was long. I'm just very reflective on the toll on all of our mental healths. Yeah. We just need, we need it to turn. Yes. 100%. I feel like this is the first year where I've really bodily understood why people retire to Florida or Arizona. Yes. I just like my, my psyche can't. Yep. I totally thought that too. Yesterday, I thought to myself, when I was driving and watching people walk their dogs, just just the wind and the sleet, I mean, just miserable. And I thought, how many years of this can we all take before we're like, these three months of sunshine are not sustainable in our brains? Like, (laughs) and I never used to feel that way. Right. No, same. It would always offset. It would offset every time. And I, um, it, this year feels harder. I mean, yeah, it feels harder. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. The ecological crisis is there. I was at a, the Dean's forum when my colleague Muffet Trout presented on the ecological crisis and her journey as a, as a social studies teacher educator and how she infuses sustainability stuff into her work. And we were doing some processing of like, when we say ecological crisis is what comes up when we think about the evolution of the planet and the effect that humans have had on the planet throughout history. Like, I just am curious to know where we at in the overall timeline (laughs) (laughs) and how much are we accelerating (laughs) that on a daily basis? I, um, it's simultaneously overwhelming. And also we really have to dig in to our sense of powerlessness and figure out what we can do from where we are, which relates not only to the ecological crisis, but also um, racial justice. Yeah, your phrase digging into our powerlessness, I, I think is what resonates the most for me. I've really been thinking about how when in moments when I feel disempowered, like where that's coming from. Yes, yes. So yes, um, we have to investigate our sense of powerlessness and why we have it because we so often self-imposed. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I was thinking about perceived powerlessness. Yeah. And what's also coming to mind is I saw this TikTok stitch of um, Elizabeth Banks, tears in her eyes, talking about gun violence and mothers being scared to send their kids to school. And she's like, I'm just a mother. I'm just a mother. I, I've i done all I can do. I, you know, I call my legislate legislators. I, I've done all I can do. I'm just a mom. And, and this woman stitched her TikTok and they were like, so I'm just gonna, I appreciate all that you're saying. And I'm going to stop you on this idea that you're just a mom. Like we as white women have conditioned, been conditioned by white supremacy and patriarchy to feel powerless, to, to not be clear on the power that we have, the proximity to power, as they say in Hamilton, that we have as white women, even if we don't perceive that we have it in situations that feel really overwhelming. And so that's the like the work of recognizing the influence of these social norms and separating our core selves are you know it's the idea of like we we work to separate ourselves from our work or ourselves from from anyone or anything that we're enmeshed with like with how do I see my worth as not tied to anything external and that work has to happen alongside our recognition of the influence of these 
systems and sort of understanding that. And I don't want to say putting the blame on it, but like recognizing, recognizing its influence so that when we are in the world, we know who we are inside. And we're also reflecting on all that we (laughs) represent um, and all that we are, we are and the power that we hold to make change, even when we feel powerless because the systems have worked hard to make sure that we don't recognize our power. A few minutes ago, I was wondering, how are we going to segue from ecological crisis into this conversation about <laughs> discussion? And there it, is. there it is. We got there. We got there. It's like there's one problem for white women in particular, and it just it just keeps applying yes. to every situation. Yes. And I always just find it so helpful when I find a parallel situation where maybe we can hold that balance a little bit differently. Sort of like, like I know the ecological crisis is way bigger than I fully understand it. And I'm overwhelmed by the reality of what I don't know, but I'm going to research what I can do locally and in within my sphere of influence. And I'm going to do those things, right? Like recycle, share item, buy less. And when it comes to the work, (laughs) I just had this thought and you know what you're not going to do? You're not going to go ask mother nature to tell you all the ways you're harming her. Yes. (laughs) You're going to go just do the work. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. You're going, and you realize that you have to do the research yourself, right? You can't ask her. I mean, she is telling us she's, she's, she's telling us, oh yeah. Oh, that parallel is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So then, so I was just, I was thinking about like, how do we embrace the equivalent of that and recognize that our denial of our contributions to racism are, we just have to get past that. We have to move through that. We have to recognize where it's coming from where that denial, that desire to deny is coming from. And I always think it's from shame and fear and really try to figure out where in my life can I share power? Can I interrupt racial violence? And and when I say violence, I mean, I think it was Daryl Wing Sue who talked about microaggressions as death, you know, death by a thousand cuts. And that that's literal violence. I mean, that's violence. So if the metaphor for how this feels is violence, then that's what it is. And so how do we say, oh my gosh, uh, I'm learning so much. I'm doing my own research. I'm realizing how I have contributed to this crisis, similar to the ecological crisis. I've, I'm recognizing how I've contributed and I'm going to change. 